I'm certainly glad to be in the Lord's house tonight. Glad to see everyone that's here. And I appreciate everybody's come and appreciate especially all our visitors and some that we wouldn't call visitors but haven't been able to be here in a long time and back. We appreciate that. Glad to have you. Uh, I'd like to read tonight from the book of Lamentations, the Lamentations of Jeremiah. And this book is right after Jeremiah in the Old Testament. And uh, I want to read from chapter 4. And the Bible tells us a lot of things we need to do and places we need to be and how we need to be. But it also tells us places we should not be and things we should not be and circumstances we shouldn't be in. Listen to these. And Lamentations, of course, that means sorrowings. And uh, Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. And uh, uh, listen to some of the things he said here. Chapter 4 in, Jer- in uh, Lamentations. How is the gold become dim? How is the most fine gold changed? The stones of the sanctuary are poured out in the, sto- in the top of every street. Let me read it again. The stones of the sanctuary are poured out in the top of every street. The precious Sons of Zion, comparable to fine gold, how are they esteemed as earthen pitchers, the work of the hands of the potter? And so that's something for Jeremiah to be said about. And if you read this and follow down, it tells you some of the things that these situations cause, great problems and hardships. So let's just stand for a word of prayer. As we pray, precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that we're able to be in your house tonight. And God, thank you for the fellowship we've already had. Even as we stood and visited and folks were coming in and uh, just so much uh, love and fellowship and friendship that we could feel. God, we thank you for that. And we thank you for each one that's here and uh, for your blessings. It's already just uh, wonderful to be here, God. Help us to worship as we should tonight, God. Bless this service. Guide it. Take charge of it. Help us to be obedient to you. We ask these things in Jesus' name and amen. And we turn the search back over to Warren. Page 27. 27. This world is not
page 86. 86.
bottom of 145. Sometimes I, God kind of gives me a, a thought uh, after he shows me what songs we're going to be singing, and he kind of lined those up in that order, I guess, for a reason, because I know I'm going home because I know my name is there, and that's, that's just awesome. I'm, I'm excited and thankful to be here. If we're going to get another song, we're going to come in and have altar prayer. Appreciate the good singing. Appreciate what Taylor said. So, uh, appreciate everybody coming out. Good crowd. It was a beautiful day. Uh, something about it uh, being in the 40s after it's been in the 20s a long time just makes you feel better. If we'd been in 70s for a bunch of days in a row and it was 40, we'd all be grumbling. But uh, I guess it's all perspective. So uh, appreciate any visitors we've got. Uh, glad to have Brother Dabney with us. Appreciate him being here and anybody else. So we wonder at this time who has an unspoken request. So remember all those. Does anyone have a spoken request before we pray? Remember that. I missed everybody. We had a good time, but there's no place like being back home, you know. Man. We just appreciate the Lord and how he's watched over us and cared for us. Give us a safe trip back home. We're just thankful for how good he's been to us. Amen. Glad you're home safe. Someone else. Remember that. Remember the farmer family. Remember those. Appreciate those requests. Someone else. Brother Jordan to lead us in prayer. Father, we bow our hearts and we thank you for this morning. Thank you. 
We wonder at this time if anyone has a song on your heart or testimony, anything the Lord's given you. Should like to give everybody opportunity. Someone else. I sure remember those folks. A lot of devastation looking at the photos. Uh, and uh, I've got a buddy that lives right there, and I text him. I said, you and all your people okay? And he said, yeah. He said, the tornado came by where, we're, where we live, and he said it was headed right where my son's in college. He said, I called him and woke him up, and they all got down in the basement. And it went real close to them, but it didn't, didn't affect them. But he said, it sure... Uh, makes you think how quick things can change. Uh, so let's sure remember all those folks. And sad. Somebody else. All right. Turn it over to my pastor. Sure, being good to be here. I appreciate those good songs and uh, things that's been said and opening up. And uh, I appreciate our folks that's been gone down in Florida and they're back. Good to see them. Just glad God gave them a safe journey. 
What a blessing to be in God's house tonight. And uh, God's mighty good to us. Uh, I heard Brother Carl say just the other day, maybe it was last Sunday or before, it's just uh, incredible, it's amazing. I don't remember his word, but how good God's been to us. And when he's teaching, he's talking about how special God is to us and how good he is, and it's, it's truly amazing. So good to be here tonight. Uh, let me ask again if anybody has a song or a testimony. If you feel like singing or feel like saying something, got something on your heart, God's wanting you to say, do that. Mind the Lord. Anybody? All right, if nobody's got a song or testimony, we'll uh, look to these preachers. And uh, we appreciate our preaching, brother. Glad every one of them is here tonight. And uh, I just uh, thank the Lord for them. And uh, glad God uh, called me in. And uh, so I don't know which one of them might have uh, something on their heart, but uh, we got Brother Dabney with us, a member over Lafayette. So we might just put him on the spot first. If he got anything on his heart, we'll just let him say or do what he feels like. Come on, Brother Charles. Bless your heart, but if you need that, that's right there. Welcome. I'm not going to be up here that long. Um, <laughs> um, I don't have any thought as far as having a thought goes and to share with you, but I am remembering these days over at Lafayette. Now, this keeps coming back to me in my mind. Uh, since I've been going there these past few months, I've come, folks come over and they They've told how when they was younger they were saved over there who were uh, children over here. And I began to, and I knew geographically that the churches were close and proximity to each other and sister churches, but I began to realize the closest went deeper than that. And, uh, and I, I kept thinking, and I've always thought, and I've always wanted to say this, and Everybody here knows it, how richly God has blessed Lima Church. And how, what a testimony it's been in this community. But you don't know how many lives. It's hard. It, 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 there's countless lives that this church has touched and blessed over the years. But when I was a 10-year-old boy, 8, 9, I'm not really sure, there was some singers come up and there was a fellow that would stand, and I took note of him. He'd, he'd motion with his hands when he'd sing. And uh, I, I noticed that, and I went home, you know, and, and thought about it. But, but I thought a little further, and something inside, something told me inside that that fellow was happy, that that man enjoyed what he was singing about. And when the parts of the song would come, I'm going home, or I've been saved by his grace, or any, any truthful verse of song, he would emphasize he couldn't keep himself still. I think you know who I'm talking about. And uh, just, that's years ago, some 50 years, some 50-some years ago, that God spoke to a little fella through an obedient member of your church. And your good pastor, it's, it's uh, so many times that we could say that we've heard him preach and enjoyed what he had to say. And I had a thought a while back and, and shared it with somewhere and read it and shared it about the son of water. And uh, it speaks of a tree, that Job speaks of a tree, though it falleth and it layeth in the ground, but through the son of water yeah. it'll come up again. And that's how my soul was. My soul was dead and trespasses and sin. But, but it, through those people who had the, the living water in them, I began, a thirst began to uh, come up in me. And through the scent of water, through that desire to be saved, I desired to have what the real church had. And, um, and that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Uh, but I, if you remember here, you know what I'm talking about. And um, you know God has blessed this church richly. If you're lost and you're coming here, you don't have to look any further. 
for God, for th this church, the folks in this church have the real thing. And I, I don't know a whole lot of people, and I don't know a lot of whole lot of your elders, that are the ones that have gone on, but I do know what, what still goes on here. And the, and the uh, candlestick that still burns so richly here. And through the sin of water, that, uh, you see, the Bible says that uh, you are the salt of the earth. And the salt has lost its savor. And the savor is to, to entertain something, to, to desire something. Like the aroma of food, like mom's good pie or her, her good beans or something like that. And it, it's, it's to desire something. Something has got your attention. But we're talking about spiritually. I savored that water when I was young, but Brother Ronnie, I'd, I'd ask somebody if you come on Wednesday nights, and there you, there you are sitting there, but that's who I'm talking about, of course. But I'm thankful to be here, and I'm thankful for this church. And let me, let me just leave you this, just a little food for thought. And uh, I grew up in, in, in church, and years ago we'd have revivals, and most of the time they'd go all week, and some of these fellows heard me say this, and now, of course, it's, I guess we just have too many distractions nowadays. We, we start on Wednesday and we end on Sunday, if, if that. And maybe sometimes we don't even have revivals. We'll go for some time. But anyway, that's not God. We're the ones that have changed. God's not changed. If it were changed, it wouldn't be worth having. If you could lose it, it wouldn't be worth finding it. You could be lost and it wouldn't be worth being saved, but it don't work like that. Once you're saved, you're saved forevermore. You're, for, you're saved for all time. But, you know, and, uh, I grew up like that. Several of you did. It, 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 we'd have revivals and come in from work, and mom and dad would say, Kids, get together. We've got to go to church this evening. And there was always something that God would give you. There'd be a song that would just be on your mind and in your heart and right in front of you all the day through. And what that preacher would say, it would linger on. And uh, it would go on like that through all the whole week. God would lead and God would bless and God would speak to people. And it's, it's us. But God, foreknowing and foreseeing, bless this church to... Get involved in something that's been called church camp. And the number of people that have been blessed for our young people, free from one of my children, it was church camp where they got saved. And when the revivals weren't in the various churches, and I'm not trying to say anything to, to slanderous or judgment, but it's the truth. God has through church camp and through the obedience of this church has blessed so many to be saved and hear the gospel. So, I don't know. Well, I'm going to keep on keeping on. It's good to be here. I'm sorry I don't have nothing more than that. Thank the Lord. Brother Dabney, I appreciate those things he said. That's very touching. Now, somebody else got something. We'll still uh, invite you to sing a song or testify if you got something on your heart. And then... Then we're going to look back to these other preachers and see if another one of them got something on their heart they feel like coming with. And uh, maybe God stirred their heart and give them something to preach about. But before that, did anybody have a song or a testimony? Yeah, follow your heart, buddy. I probably should have come up here earlier, but I uh, guess I couldn't put my bass down quick enough. Uh, kind of felt like standing tonight, and it's still in my heart a little bit. Uh, yeah. And I just want to follow the Lord. Uh, yeah. You know, that's why I come. It's um, just to try to do my best. I haven't been able to be here uh, very much, and uh, but that doesn't give me an excuse not to pray and uh, and. Still, I can have a relationship with God. Uh, I try to watch it online when I can, and, and uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Sunday services was, uh, 
really good. Linda's song she sung and Joe's song and uh, I just really appreciate being here. Uh, it means more when you can't be here all the time. So, um, And your message on the report cards, uh, that was really, that really stood out. Me and Charlene was talking on the way home and the same story come to our mind and uh, it, uh, you guys know Brad, my son-in-law, uh, when he was, he's a pretty smart guy. I'll say that, I'll, I'll start off by saying that. Uh, he went to college, got a degree, got a good job. And, uh, but when he was in grade school, and I don't know the story behind it, but uh, he ended up with three or four Fs on his grade card. Yeah, surprising, but uh, uh, he was walking home and you know that dread you was talking about when you turned yours into your mom and dad. I imagine he was feeling some of that and uh, he got the idea to change the Fs into A's. And uh, he says he still regrets that to this day, but uh, he had nothing to ride on, so he used a tree to make, so I imagine it wasn't the best anyway. Uh, so uh, unfortunately for him, his, his mom and dad were smart too. And uh, they, they kind of, but he said he still regrets uh, that. And you know, God's the one that gives us the grade. You can't, you can't uh, fool him, and of course we know that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm just blessed to be here, and felt like saying a little something. So I'll turn it over to you. That's all right. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Pray for Brent. I appreciate what Keith said. Pray for Brent. It scares me to do this. <clears throat>
that song glad I've been to the fountain and uh, I say again I really appreciate Keith coming doing what was on his heart I appreciate that enjoyed that and appreciate brother Dabney coming saying what was on his heart now somebody else got something follow the Lord nothing works better than following the Lord anybody all right what about Another one of your preachers, one of you's got something on your heart. You, any of you, all of you is welcome. Come mind the Lord. Brother Russ? No. Jordan? All right, let's pray for Jordan. Appreciate him. We'll try and read something here. You really pray for me. I, I desire your prayers. And uh, I've only got a little thought. And uh, I like to, I like it when the Lord gives me things, but I like it when he gives me a bigger plan than just a little sliver. And um, I know some people know what I'm talking about. I like to be in charge from the moment to the end. And uh, I like to know what the Lord wants from me. And I like to know how he wants me to do it. And uh, he's just given me one one verse, and uh, I, I tell you, I'm more terrified tonight than I usually am, because I just don't know what he wants. But I need the church to pray for me, because without you, I can't preach. And uh, I was thinking about this when we were down at Harmony in Dayton, and Lord blessed us to go down there and have such a good time, and um, God kind of brought this to my attention but uh, I'm just a person behind enemy lines, uh, somebody in a far-off country I don't belong. And that's where my thoughts are tonight. And uh, Lord's blessed me to kind of ponder on it, I guess, for a couple weeks now. But um, you pray for me in Psalms chapter 130, and uh, we'll probably start in verse 5 and read through verse 8. But um, you really pray. Chapter 130 in Psalms, verse 5, it says, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say, more than they that watch for the morning. And the first time I preached on this, I was probably 17 years old. And the Lord showed me, he said, just look what you got to look forward to. And it was all hope, and it was all joy when I read this, and I was so excited. I thought, Lord, yeah, I've got something so good to look forward to. But as I've gotten older, my mind's changed. And I know I've heard Carl teach on this before, but as I read it now, it says, My soul waiteth for the Lord may more than they that watch for the morning. I'm waiting so hard now. It's not that I've got something that I'm looking forward to in hope and joy. It's something I'm like, Lord, I can't wait to get there. It's almost like a, a heaviness. I'm, I'm so anxious to get there. And you say, well, preacher, why has it changed for you? Because the longer I live, the more God's been good to me. The longer He's been good to me, the more I want to get right next to Him. The more that I want to get next to Him, I just want to spend all my time there. The more I preach, the, the more I get to witness to folks, the more I realize God is the best thing that's ever happened to this earth. And when I got saved as an eight-year-old boy, I think, God, I just want this all the time. I want to be next to you all the time. I want to be happy all the time. You know, I was thinking about that song you sang, and I was right on point with you. I thought, man, you know, I can go because my name's there. I was thinking of that, and when he said it, it tickled me. I thought, yeah, but I'm so glad because my name is wrote down, 
I've got a hope that when I read this word, when I go throughout my day, I've got something to look forward to. I've got something to long for. Do you have anything you're longing for? I guess is what I'm getting at. You know, I, I opened up, I said, I feel like a, somebody in another country or stuck behind enemy lines. Amen. Folks, this world wasn't made for me. I wasn't meant to spend my life here. I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and their church kind of believes a little different. And he said, yeah, one day God's going to come down, and He's just going to change it all for us. I'm telling you, folks, I ain't sticking around. I'm going. Amen. When He comes back, it's not to rebuild it for me. It's to take me away. Amen. I, I feel like uh, you know that troop that got left behind, that was stuck out in a place he shouldn't have been, that got maybe left, but God's coming back for me. While I'm here, I'm going to make good. And I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. When I get those little pieces, those little remnants, I'm going to enjoy them. But thank God He's coming back. Thank God that when He saved me, I got that peace and that hope that the Scripture talks about. You know, that's something I used to overlook. It'd talk about that hope, and I thought I knew what it was talking about. Folks, when you read your Bible and the Word opens up to you and God's Spirit floods out of it, and you realize that's what that hope is. When that feeling blows you over and tears start to come down, you say, God, I, I know you're real. I know you've got a part in this. God, I know those scriptures, they're, they're real, they're truth, they're fact. Folks, if you're reading your Bible and you ain't, you're not getting that, you need to pray before you read. It seems like there's times over and over and over, I'll be struggling I feel like the enemy's on my tail. Like I just can't get away. And the word will come alive and I'll start reading about Job and his trials. I'll start reading about Nicodemus and how the Lord showed him that it wasn't just about what he knew with this, it was what he knew here. I'm so glad that when the word comes alive for me, it changes my life, changes my outlook, changes my heart, puts a smile on my face. Gets me ready to go. That longing stirs. You know, I was thinking about this. I got saved when I was eight. I was about, it was about 20 years ago. I've been saved for 20 years. And I'm a young man. I thought, hey, that's kind of cool. All my life, I've mostly been saved. I, I thank God for that. I thank God for it. Why? Because I've always had a friend that's closer to a brother. I've got good brothers. I love them to death. They're the, some of the best brothers that God could have ever given anybody. I'd believe that. But my brothers can't do what God can. My brothers can't come to me and internally solve the problems that I'm dealing with. They can't come and sweep me off my feet when I'm in such a low valley. God can do that, though. God comes by without a blink of an eye and He says, Don't worry, child, I've got this. You're in my hands now. How sweet that is. If that's not worth longing for, I don't know what is. I'll I, I tell you this, and this is kind of a natural thing, but it makes a good point. There's days when I struggle at work, and God will you know, really just try to get me along. It seems like He's almost dragging me through the day. And I, all I want to do is just get home and see my wife. She, she makes me happy. That's what God made her for. But, I mean, she blesses me. And I believe that's what good women do. If you've got a wife, you know, you know what I'm talking about. When I sometimes get through those days, I think, man, I just can't wait to see her. I just want to see that smile. And uh, I'll get to that point, walk in the door, and there she is waiting on me. And usually she's got a big old smile on her face, and how was your day? I missed you. Or she'll greet me with a hug or, you know, whatever. And I'm telling you, folks, that's, that there means the world to me. But when things go wrong in my life and I come to an altar of prayer and I say, walk in that door and God's waiting on you. Buddy, that's a whole nother world. That's a love that can't be told. That's a love that can't be shown. It can only be felt between you and God. Just like the love between me and my wife. But in order to have the greatness of God, you've got to be saved. You've got to be. There's no other way. If you want to feel God's mercy and grace and you want to feel His redemption, you've got to be saved. It says it right in the Word. It says you must be born again. 
You know, I, I love, I love the Lord. I love what He's done for me in my life. I love the things I have and the blessings He's blessed me with. But I would trade all the natural things just for a second with Him. If, if it had to be, Jordan, you can live a very stable life. You can have all the things that you'll need to get through it. Or you can just have a moment with God. I'd trade it for a moment with God. That's how important it is to me. That's how life-changing a second with God is. A man's willing to trade everything for it. I think about that rich young ruler. He baffles me. He really does. It said, he came and he knelt before Christ. And he said, Lord, you know, what do I need to do to follow you? He said, well, you know, get rid of everything you've got. Sell it all. Come follow me. He wasn't willing to do that. It says it, it saddened him. It grieved him. I tell you what, folks, there's nothing worth hanging on to in this world that'll keep you between you and God. Whatever it is, get it out of the way. Throw it aside. There's nothing worth hanging on to. It says in Ecclesiastes, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. You say, well, preacher, if this life's not worth living, what are we doing here? Well, we've got a job to do. There's a work that is good. Ecclesiastes also talks about that. It says, there's a job to be done that's worth doing. And what is it? Getting saved, going to church, witnessing to His people that are lost. We've got to be shepherds out there, wandering, seeking those that are lost. I was thinking about a young man that I work with, and I feel my heart destroyed for him. I just, I just wish he'd come. I know what a good thing this church is. I appreciate what you said. It's all true. This church is very, very unique. There's not many like it. I got to do a job where I traveled a lot of places. And I'll tell you, folks, it's hard to find a good church. You know, but I just know if he'd come, the Lord would deal with him. That should be our desire. Our desire shouldn't be, Lord, how are you going to benefit me today? It should be, Lord, how can I benefit you how can I go out and get those people the help they need? Lord, how can I bring you closer to them? That's what our goal should be. Our goal shouldn't be to just, well, I'm going to make it through today, get back home, I'm going to turn on the ball game, and, well, you know, it's, it's Monday, Tuesday rolls around, ah, i got to go play cards with the fellas. Oh, Wednesday rolls around, ah, we got to go to church again. I do that a lot. I, I mean, it seems like it. I'll be honest with you. But that shouldn't be the mindset. It should be, thank God I get to go to church again. Thank God I can get my batteries renewed. I can get some energy again. I love that verse. It says, I waiteth for the morning. I'm waiting more and more every year, it seems like. It seems like every year that desire gets heavier. It gets more. It gives me more courage to do more for Him. Why? Because I realize more and more every year how important this is. How important coming to the church house is. How important it is to see our people saved. You know, you don't have to listen to me. Think about your own lives. How many people are lost that you know? How many people are struggling that you know? I've got dozens. I've got a bunch of them that are burdening me. That they come in the church house and I think, Lord, really reach out to them. Lord, give them faith. Help them, Lord. That's why I come. Why? Because I've got that already. I've already got joy. I've won the victory. Whether I stay or whether I go, I'm a winner either way. Thank God for that. But I've got people I want to see be winners. I've got folks I want to see get up here and get saved and get that same joy I've got, that same enduring to go to heaven that I've got. Folks, it's worth working for. You know, that's something, I, I'll be honest, my generation struggles with, is work. It struggles with that. It's hard to find people my age that'll do manual labor. But I'm telling you, folks, the work for the Lord, that is something worth working for. You know, I, I loved working with Tab. You know, that, that's hard work. He, he, he's, he's a hard worker. He's hard to keep up with. It's just who he is. But I'm telling you what, folks... You know, just like working for him, working for the Lord, it was worth working for. The payment's good. It's way better than anything that you could ever get paid for here. I used to think that, 
man, you know, it, it took a lot of funds. It took a good job to be great and be successful. It just takes following the Lord to be successful. It just takes reaching out a hand and saying, I'll pray for you if you need me to. It takes uh, somebody coming up and hugging you and saying, buddy, I've been looking for you. I've been praying for you. Why don't you come to the church house? Uh, you know, we're beggars is what it says. It doesn't say we're, we're to be prideful. It doesn't say that, you know, we're to hold ourselves higher than everybody else. We're beggars, folks. If you're a Christian, you know what I'm talking about. It's our job to invite, to tell them, come in. There's something here worth coming for. That's all I need to preach on. Taylor, let's get us a song. I hate to leave without one invitation song. Like I said, I didn't know I had all that, but God's been good to us tonight. And He's given opportunity. And uh, I pray that if, if the Lord's dealing with you, for whatever reason, you know, whether it's to get saved, whether it's to renew your life up with Him, maybe it's just to get closer. I mean, there's been a lot of times I've had to say, Lord, just help me get a little closer. Help me get my fire a little higher. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in coming to the altar. I, I believe that fully. There is no shame. It is a multi-tool. It's supposed to be used for every need you have. It's to be used in the good days and the bad. There's a, a little place in my house that I pray in. And uh, that's my place I pray in when I'm in a good mood. That's the place I pray in when I'm in a bad mood. God wants to hear all of your problems. He wants to hear all your successes. He wants to hear all your praises. And He also, I believe, wants to hear when you're kind of mad. There's a lot of times I go to the Lord mad. I think, God, why have you done this? Why is this happening? And He gives me an answer only a father could. And it gives me understanding. Helps me grow. As they sing, whatever your need is tonight, I pray that you'd come. Get it fixed up while you can. God's given opportunity tonight. And if you're somebody and He's saying, come, come, do that. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if somebody's calling my name, I should go check it out and see what they want. If God's calling your name, He's speaking to your heart. Come and get it checked out. Come see what He wants. Come see what He's asking of you. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. If I could just give you a piece of what I've got, and let's let you hold on to it for a little bit, I guarantee you, you'd run up to the altar. Why? Because it's that good. It's that life-changing. It's, it's that wonderful. I mean, I don't know. It's better than any Disney film you can watch. You know, a lot of people think, when they think of Disney, they think of happiness, joy, and magic. I'm telling you what, the Lord's way more than that. He's a lot more tangible, too. Please don't turn away the Lord. scripture about uh, waiting for the morning and uh, he's told us brother Jordan's told us truth whatever it is that God wants to do it's worth doing it if it seems hard or it seems easy or it seems troublesome when we're up on the mountain down in the valley whatever's going on it's worth following the Lord nothing naturally has a comparison to following the Lord so that's a good word from courage uh, Anybody else got anything on your heart before we come to a close? Got a good crowd tonight. Thank the Lord for everybody that's here. Let's keep praying. Uh, we got a lot of folks need to pray for. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And he took a young girl 55 years ago. Yeah. Because you would talk with him anything. Bless the Lord. Amen. Well, I thank the Lord for that testimony. Amen. Amen.
that's real when you can say it with spirit like that and you got a time and a place and you, you know what you got and where you got it at. I appreciate that. Somebody else, mind the Lord. All right, for nothing else, time, time to come close, I guess. Good to be here. <laughs> 